The Gasparilla Overload is going and going, and today we're stopping in one of my close friends. I'm excited to bring him on. The city is uniting during Gasparilla, and I'm trying to do the same with these Tampa entrepreneurs. Are you a yoga lover or someone who is looking for a place to start in Tampa? This is the show for you. One of my longest friends in Tampa, Pat Lyman, is here today to talk about how he's absolutely been crushing it with Cocoon Tampa and now already expanding to a second location. Pat himself has been practicing yoga for over 10 years, and rather than teaching class, you will find him welcoming students at the front of the house or discovering new ways to improve the studio experience. He is also originally from New York and has been a Tampa resident since 2009, graduating from UT in 2011. If he's not at the studio, you can probably catch him outside on a run, traveling or spending time with his wife, AJ, or daughters, some other areas we're going to touch on that relate to all entrepreneurs, no matter your industry, include how to switch careers and start following your passion, how to get started, what to look for in a physical location, when the right time to scale is, and so much more. And be sure to stick around to the halfway point for the spotlight story. And as we are going to learn about yoga today, everything that goes on in his studio, I thought we could find an article from the earliest yoga entrepreneur and some history on yoga from yogabasics.com and get Pat take on it. Pat, welcome to that entrepreneur show. Thank you, Van. That was quite a, uh, an introduction. I appreciate it. You deserve it. I'm excited to finally get you on the show. Recently celebrated the one-year anniversary over at the studio, already expanding, as I said, so I thought it'd be a good time to get him on the show. Pat, let's kick off the show. What led you into entrepreneurship, starting your own journey? I always wanted to own a business. I always had it in my mind. I liked the idea of working for myself, building something, being a part of that, but I really had no idea what that would look like, what kind of business it would be. Definitely didn't think my first shot or first attempt at entrepreneurship would be a yoga studio, but it was something I always wanted to do. And uh, so, I mean, how we got here, I mean, there's a, there's several factors, right? I guess uh, in 2020, things changed, right? For everybody. Yep. Uh, same goes for my family. I was working in the supply chain and logistics industry had been in that industry for about seven years and I was working as a freight broker. And if you don't know uh, anything about the freight industry or being a freight broker, it's a, uh, it's a grind. Yeah. It is a fast paced sales and service environment. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's hustle culture. And I actually, I had a really good book of business. I had a, a job that I liked, um, you know, I had good uh, clients that, that, that I worked with and um, good, uh, good relationships, with the people that I worked with in my office. And so fast forward to maybe April, May 2020. Now we're working from home, yeah. which is totally new for everyone. World changed. And uh, so now I'm at home doing this at my at my kitchen table instead of, you know, on the floor. And my wife gets to see kind of the ebbs and flows of, you know, what the, a, a day in the trucking market looks like. You know, I'll describe it sometimes. It's almost like being on an old school Wall Street trading floor. They, you are just constantly negotiating on the phone, 
navigating and uh, an always changing market. So 2020 was nuts. We all know that supply chain went nuts. And so anyway, every industry has its challenges. So I'm at home now. My wife kind of sees what goes on. I'm not in the office eight, nine hours a day doing it. And she's, you know, so we started having a conversation. She goes, you know, do you, do you, are you happy with your job? And uh, I said, mostly. She's like, because sometimes it seems like you're pretty stressed out about it. And I said, well, I am stressed out about it because there's a lot of stuff that's out of your control. And like I said, everything was good, but um, we started having that conversation. So that was one factor and uh, kind of the seed was planted, I guess. Um, we were also expecting our first daughter in June. And, you know, so that was going to change our world. Okay. We're trying to prepare for that. And also my wife uh, in 2020 at the time had a business that really started to, to grow, had started to really take off. And so all things considered, uh, we essentially had the conversation, you know, it was a mutual decision. It was not an easy decision because, you know, I, like I said, I had, a, I had a really good job and the idea of leaving it um, was, was scary. But it was something, you know, we talked about like, this is about as good as a time as it's ever going to be. If you want to chase something else and build something on your own, like go for it. So we did. Um, and in hindsight, I maybe a uh, slightly reckless decision <laughs> being that I didn't have anything lined up at the time. Um, started working in residential real estate and uh, was doing that. And then, um, you know, things were going fine. And then 2021, early 2021, we were approached by a good friend of ours. Her name is Marley. And she uh, approached us with the idea of opening a studio in Tampa. And uh, so here I am. I had left my job and kind of, you know, was was pondering what the next move really was, something to really commit to, you know, outside of the, you know, real estate. And I said, let's let's do it. You know, I had known Marley for a long time. She had a really close relationship with my wife. And I knew she was a really great yoga instructor. We had been practicing with her for a long time. Uh, and yoga was something that my wife and I did. It was like a, a, a great foundation in our relationship. We just, it was a way that we bonded early on in our relationship and something we practiced with. You know us. I mean, we uh, we, we, we always practiced yoga. We, we, we wouldn't, I wouldn't say we were, um, you know, advanced yogis or anything like that, yeah. but it was always like a great ancillary workout and, and a way to, you know, mix it up. So Marley approached us and just the dynamic of, you know, what she imagined the business looking like my role, her role, you know, it felt like, it felt like something, you know, we were ready to do, ready to take action on. So that's kind of uh, what, how, how I jumped into it. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. It seems like all the chips aligned at one point, all of these different factors were all making sense and it made sense for you just to move forward. It's great as a friend just to see all your success. And now we're talking about this second location. Let's first plug the business. Where can we find the first studio? Where's the second studio at? So uh, we actually don't have a second location. We expanded into a space within oh, okay. one year. Expanded to a much bigger space. Where's so, that? Uh, yeah, to answer your question, though, our new location, we are at uh, 4105 South McDill Avenue. So if you're in the South Tampa area, um, you know, we're, we're in real, you know, true South Tampa, you know, just south of Euclid. Um, and our first space was right up the street. 
So luckily, you know, we were able to move into this bigger space with essentially no location change. Which is really nice. I'm sure if you're existing customers, you don't have to worry about them jumping ship, finding somewhere else because you're too far. That's real cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice. And that was, that was important to us. I'm sure we'll get into a little bit about, you know, selecting a location and what that looks like as a brick and mortar, uh, you know, business. But yeah, that was, uh, it, it worked out. And here putting that in the show notes when we're live, it seems like that was another chip that aligned where the location so close to your first location, things just seem to make sense. And that's so great to see. But let's kick off the show on the entrepreneur side. Now, if you could recommend one app, book, workshop, any tool, something that's helped you find success, what can we lend forward to our community? Yeah, there are so many resources, um, you know, to lean on podcasts and seminars and books. I'm going to recommend a book might be a little boring but i happened to just finish reading it and i got a lot of good you know takeaways from it it's called go giver um it was written it's co-authored by bob berg and john david mann and it's a it's an old school self-development book like if you read of any you know dale carnegie stuff um it that's what it reminds me of and that is uh like i said i, I just finished it reading how to win friends influence people one of my favorite books yeah after just finishing this, you know, there's just some really good takeaways about adding value and being of service, um, amongst other things. But those were two things that I think everyone, entrepreneur, salesperson, anyone in general would benefit from reading. Thank you for the recommendation. Everyone out there, be sure to add that to your queue. As entrepreneurs, one of our jobs, I could say of many jobs, is to always be learning, consistently learning, find new ways to improve yourself. Anything else we could touch on here about your current business, Cocoon Tampa, that we haven't talked about yet? Anything our listeners should be filled in on? Like I mentioned, you know, we we moved into a bigger location. You know, our first location was 850 square feet, small, real old school yoga joint. We used the back entrance. We created, you know, it's a tiny little lobby and we packed 20 people in there at most. So now at our new location, which we moved into in November, we have uh, we have two rooms. We have a bunch of extra space. We got uh, a ton of cool things going on. They're going to be rolling out this year, and um, you know it's a it's a beautiful space that we're in. So we're just still excited about that. Uh, our members are really excited about it. Uh, we have so much more room to to provide, and you know there's just like so much more you know coming with this business that we uh, we can't wait to share with everyone constantly evolving so the new the new location is open though oh yeah yeah we're open but now before we hop into this spotlight story i'd love to help out our listeners a little more what are some of the more challenging areas for you in entrepreneurship to help them battle that same adversity yeah you know there was uh and a lot of us know it going in but there are always challenges and it's the stuff sometimes you don't really think you're going to be you know at the forefront for us being a brick and mortar you know business you know, having a, a storefront, being somewhere where people come in. Um, we learned a lot of lessons about the commercial real estate industry and what it looks like to be a tenant, you know, negotiate and navigate a, a commercial lease. Um, what is important as far as location, amenities to your location, the construction side of that. So, uh, to speak to those challenges, I would recommend anyone that's getting into a business or starting a business that will have a you know brick and mortar for your first time, 
to work with a, you know, a real estate lawyer or someone who knows how to really break down a lease. I like that. Uh, because one of the most important decisions you can make is finding the right landlord. Uh, so not only that, but depending on what your business is, the parking situation, co-tenants that you're sharing space with, there's a laundry list of things that, you know, we didn't really, you know, break down. And now moving into our second location, we were much more aware of and feel like we have the right spot. So there was a lot of uh, a big learning curve when it came to that. And then the second piece I would say is marketing. You know, everyone knows, you know, marketing is important and kind of knows the basics of it. But for us, it took a little bit to find like a flow and what was beneficial, where we would, where it made most sense to allocate resources to social media, your web page. You know, we even considered, you know, putting ads in, in certain magazines, you know, just word of mouth, just like so many different ways. And now like a year later, we understand that, you know, this business goes as much as we promote it, you know, where we place ourselves. Um, so that's been that's been something that, you know, we, we've really had a, a, you know, a learning curve with. But we feel like we've got a good feel for it now, especially me personally. That's part of the part of the role I play. I handle, you know, a lot of the back end stuff for us, um, mostly removed from, you know, our schedule and, and instruction. But I help, you know grow the business, client relations, you know, client retention, things like that. You hit it on the head there. Marketing is one of the biggest parts for us because we're in this digital age. And admittedly, my one of my biggest weaknesses from last year is my lack of social media posts. I know I need to be more accountable for that or outsource it more. Uh, interesting story. I knew how important TikToks were as reels. I know that's the algorithm you hear all the time, whatever. I hired someone and she ended up becoming my illustrator for the book I showed you, the Mommy and Me toddler book coming out, going to school. So she is going to resume that. But this book has obviously had quite a few hiccups at the end. I need to get back on um, those reels as far as everything else. I've had to hold myself accountable. Everybody else out there, if you can't find the time, I started using a tool called Planable. You schedule your posts or whatever as far out as you want. You can recycle the same post if it's something like that. And that's helped me significantly because I get the notifications in my email about, oh, you gained 10 followers on this page on LinkedIn. You gained this. And that's huge for me as someone who puts up good numbers with these shows because of the listeners and the value. But I know we could be doing a lot better. So thank you for sharing that. Makes me know that I'm not alone. Got to keep my eyes open. Yeah, I mean, but you made a good point, like looking at outsourcing it. You know, if you're not, if it's not a strength of yours, like I have nothing to do with our social media. And when we started outsourcing it, we've seen, you know, a, a really good return. So yeah. if you're not, if it's not your strength, which is definitely not mine, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, look at outsourcing it because it's important and it makes an impact. Great advice there, everyone. It's been a great episode so far. I think it is a perfect time now to hop into this week's spotlight story. This is going to get everyone familiar on what yoga is and the earliest forms of yoga. We're going to get our guests take on it. Some banter on yoga from as an owner's perspective. He deals with these things every day in the yoga life. Let me get started with it. The development of yoga can be traced back to over 5,000 years ago, I learned, but some researchers think that yoga may be up to 10,000 years old. 
Its rich history can be divided into four main periods of innovation, practice, and development. I'm going to touch on each of them briefly and then bring back on our guests to discuss it. Pre-classical yoga. The beginnings of yoga were developed by the Hindu, I might be saying this very wrong, Hindu Saravati civilization in northern India over 5,000 years ago. The word yoga was first mentioned in the old sacred texts, the Rig Veda. The Vedas were a collection of texts containing songs, mantras, and rituals to be used by Brahmins, the Vedic priests. Yoga was slowly refined and developed by the Brahmins and Rishis, who documented their practices and beliefs in the Upanishads, a huge work containing over 200 scriptures. Next is the classical yoga. In the pre-classical stage, yoga was a mishmash of various ideas, beliefs, and techniques. The classical period is defined by the first systematic presentation of yoga. Written sometime in the second century, this text describes the path of Raja Yoga, often described as classical yoga. It organized the practice of yoga into an eight-limbed path containing the steps and stages toward obtaining samadhi. Again, I don't know no, these terms, so they could be very wrong. Samadhi or enlightenment. The third is the post-classical yoga. A few centuries later, yoga masters created a system of practices divine to rejuvenate the body and prolong life. They rejected the teachings of the ancient Vedas and embraced the physical body as the means to achieve enlightenment. They developed Tantra Yoga with radical techniques to cleanse the body and mind to break the knots that bind us to our physical existence. This exploration of these physical spiritual connections and body-centered practices led to the creation of what we primarily think of yoga in the West, Hatha Yoga. And this leads us into that last period, modern period. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, yoga masters began to travel West, gaining followers, gaining attention. This began at the 1893 Parliament of Religions in Chicago, where attendees with lectures on yoga in the universities of world religions came to light in the 20s and 30s, Hatha Yoga was strongly promoted in India with the work of other yogis practicing Hatha Yoga. The importation of yoga to the West still continued at the trickle until Intra Devi opened her yoga studio in Hollywood in 1947. Since then, many more Western and Indian teachers have become pioneers, popularizing Hatha Yoga and gaining millions of followers, where this type of yoga has now many different schools, styles. Pat, what's your take on this article, this type of yoga? That article speaks to, uh, you know, generally speaking, you know, how many different, you know, philosophical ideologies come with yoga. It is uh, an ancient spiritual practice that has been around for thousands of years. And like I mentioned towards the end, I mean, now that it's West, I mean, it is pretty Americanized in the U.S., you know, meaning, um, you know, it's, it's often, you know, my first yoga class was on L.A. Fitness. So, uh, you know, and every studio's kind of got their own, you know, brand and kind of what they're about. And what I love about, you know, Cocoon and the type of service that we provide is we do tap into some of those spiritual teachings. You know, and our uh, head instructor, Marley, has been teaching yoga for almost 20 years, a lot of it local here in Tampa. And she is... Uh, she has a, a great talent that, you know, really trickles down to all of our instructors, um, at, you know, tapping into, you know, those, 
those philosophies and giving a more spiritual experience, you know, there's a saying between some of our members, you know, they might go to a X gym for a sweat, but they come to cocoon to heal. And that is kind of become, you know, the space that, uh, that we've built and you'll see, you know, when you make your visits, very warm and welcoming and it's a place to, you know, to heal and to, you know, have a, you know, a, a deeper experience than just breaking a sweat. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, what that article mentioned and, and like how it changes when it went West, how it changed and evolved, we offer, you know, so many different styles of not just yoga, but we have other offerings too. Now we're offering bar classes. We're offering, you know, sculpt classes. So we are a, kind of a hybrid between old school yoga and a touch of, you know, modernized or Americanized, um, you know, boutique fitness. I love it. You're diversifying everything that you can offer under the One Umbrella brand. It's great to see you grow again, man. Let's end this show off with one of my favorite questions. And I'm interested in this because I've known you for so long. Which entrepreneur throughout history would you choose to sit down with dead or alive to pick their brain? That's a good question. As far as entrepreneur, I would say probably Phil Knight. And he's still alive. You know, he's the CEO and founder of Nike. Actually, I don't know if he's a CEO, but he's the founder of Nike. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, tidbits of his and he has a book out that I still want to read. But I think I would speak with him um, just because I know kind of a little bit about the story of how he founded Nike and what they were and his business philosophies. And it's obviously turned into one of the most influential brands in the world. Yeah. So I think he would be a, a great entrepreneur to sit down with. Delve a bit deeper here, Pat. Where would this meeting go down if you could choose that too? Where would it go down? Probably uh, in Eugene, Oregon. I'd probably go on campus. Got it. I'd probably, you know, either either University of Oregon, all the crazy facilities that they've built, or maybe in, uh, you know, it's track town and Nike was a running brand, you know, maybe at one of the local tracks. I know they host a bunch of uh, big events there, but I would have to be in his world if I was going to, you know, to get it, to meet with him. On his home turf where he's most comfortable. I love that, Pat. It's been a great episode. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with our community of entrepreneurs. Where can we find you online, the business online, all things digital? You can find us on Instagram at Cocoon Tampa and at our webpage at cocoontampa.com. You can also find us on the Mind Body software app. Be sure to check out all they have to offer. It is cocoontampa.com at Cocoon Tampa, and the show is at That Entrepreneur Show, and I am at Vincent A. Lancey. We have been merging to one page. Be sure to check out the rest of the Gasparilla Overload, shining light on incredible Tampa entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs I met in Tampa. And with that, we're signing off until tomorrow's episode. Pat, thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.